Welcome to the Bike Talk with Dave podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'm sure glad you're here. Today, mountain bike pro Rose Grant joins me for a conversation about, well, about lots of stuff. But I mostly wanted to talk to her now, as well as later in the season, about the Lifetime Grand Prix, which she's racing, and quite frankly, she has a great shot at doing well in. If you're unfamiliar, the Lifetime Grand Prix is an invitational six-race series of lifetime gravel and mountain bike races. There's a hundred grand on the line, and each of the 30 invited athletes get to throw out one of the six races, either their worst result, or they can choose to miss one of them. That's all part of the strategy. The races range from the 40-mile Schwamigan Mountain Bike Race in northern Wisconsin in September to the 200-mile Unbound Gravel Race in Kansas in early June. The other four races include the 50-mile Sea Otter Classic Mountain Bike Race in April, then Unbound is in June. A month later, on July 9th, the series heads to Utah for the 70-mile Crusher in the Tusher Gravel Race. August 13th is the Leadville Trail 100 mountain bike race, the highest 100-miler in the country, starting at more than 10,000 feet. Then mid-September takes us to the Schwamigan 40, and then it all wraps up on October 22nd in Bentonville, Arkansas with the 100-mile Big Sugar Gravel Race. Speaking of Arkansas, last October while traveling through Bentonville with retired pro cyclocross and mountain bike racer Courtney McFadden, we met up with Rose Grant and Alexis Scarda for an hour-long ride in the back 40 trails of Bentonville. It was a real treat for me to be riding with three such gifted and talented athletes. And yes, this old guy had a tough time keeping up. Though I must say, for my own self-confidence here, that I did sneak past Rose for a short bit, and I did talk about that for the next four or five days to anyone who'd listen, which really wasn't many, but that's probably why I feel the need to tell you all now. So who is Rose Grant? Well, if you passed her on a mountain bike ride, you'd probably be excited about it too. Among her many other palmares, she is a five-time U.S. National Mountain Bike Marathon champion as well as the two-time now defending champion of the Leadville Trail 100 mountain bike race. She's an incredible rider who, like so many others, seeks to balance her role as a professional cyclist, wife, and mother. I'm excited we got the chance to chat, and I'm even more excited to introduce you to Rose Grant. But a quick note before I do, I must tell you that While we did this over a new platform called Riverside, which I highly recommend, our internet connection was a little slow, and so there are some times when we're talking over each other or there's gaps, but um, anyway, it is what it is. Technology is not perfect. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Rose Grant. Boom, and here we are. Hey, Rose, how are you? Hi, Dave. I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, It is my pleasure. I'm super excited to talk to you about, um, I don't know, all things mountain biking and gravel, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Right, right, for sure. Where are you right now? I'm at home uh, in Columbia Falls, Montana, the northwest corner of the state. Still chilly here. Where it is nice and hot up there. You have, you're all zipped up. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, we've been getting little hailstorms almost daily and yeah, just waiting for it to warm up. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you have like flowers and grass yet? Yeah, our grass is actually green now and the trees are just budding. So, okay, so you're yeah, done and with there's snow. like tulips and daffodils season is now. Yeah, you know, there's still some snow, uh, we, like there's still snow, not, not far above us, but not Ooh, at home. Crazy. Well, people you're, are still you, skiing. You appear to be a snow lover. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, I'll be right there. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, you've been biking already this year. I'm super excited to talk about the Lifetime Grand Prix and just the diversity of events and how you get ready for such a wide range of race styles. But first of all, I want to get to know Rose Grant a little bit. And I wanted to start, I wanted to read you something that I saw on your website and then go from there if that's okay. Sure. Uh, all right. You said in your website, and I'm just going to read it. My energy flows from my passion. My passion flows out of love. It is love that gives me ultimate joy, and it is joy in which I find my strength. A, that's beautiful. B, where'd that come from? I wrote that from I don't know where. <laughs> it's been up there for quite a while, a few years, I think. Your heart? Yeah, I mean, it was flowing from my heart that day, I think. Yeah, and I, you know, I just, sorry, I think there's a little bit of a delay. But, um, yeah, I just feel so much gratitude to the gift of cycling that I, I do feel like it has been a gift for me. And um, I think I was traveling home from a race. I was delayed in an airport somewhere writing that and just feeling overflowing gratitude for the opportunities that I've had and the, you know, the results that I've been gifted with. And, you know, I think a lot of people work really hard and they don't necessarily see that show up on a results spreadsheet. Um, and their efforts, you know, deserve just as much recognition as mine or, you know, anyone else's. But um, they don't always necessarily receive it the same way. And um, I feel like I've had, you know, ups and downs for sure. But I feel that my results have always also been blessed. And so um, not to take that for granted. And I just feel, yeah, really thankful. Well, I love that. And I love the focus on the word joy. Um, we need joy in our lives. We need joy uh, in this world. And, uh, I, I don't feel like everybody who pins a number on like competes with joy as their foundation. And so I, I think that's what spoke to me is just the word joy and that, uh, it sounds like joy is what drives you and pushes you and helps you excel. Yeah. I think it's a big piece of um, you know, I guess a greater uh, having feeling like it's a greater calling, um, where, you know, I can race with freedom, um, too, of not having the same pressures of always having to prove something or, um, 
I mean, yes, I like doing well, but <laughs> I just think if I can separate myself from the pressure of a result, then the results tend to naturally come. Um, and so, yeah, just to embrace the process with, yeah, with that joy. It's my goal. It's <laughs> very cool. Well, you seem to be riding with a smile, so I love it. What got you into mountain biking? How did you, how did you begin to find joy on the bike? Uh, yeah, I rode a little bit when I was in high school just because my older brother got into it for a bit, and I followed in his footsteps to a degree, um, but I didn't stick with it. I went to college pretty young at 17 and didn't really ride. I was in Florida for college, um, and I mainly ran just because it was efficient and quick, and um, I did some swimming and went to the weight room and things like that too, but... Um, you know, when I, where I grew up in pretty small town in, in Montana here and athletic opportunities, I would just say were limited, um, despite any talent or drive, like those weren't the issues. Um, but getting plugged in, um, for something that could be, you know, have a future wasn't really a option where I grew up. Um, and so yeah, despite having gotten into it a little bit in high school, I didn't really come back to the bike until I was in my late 20s. Um, and I found it through being injured from running um, that I started riding, uh, you know, my old bike again. And at that time, we had, or my husband and I, we had moved back home here to Montana near Whitefish. And um, I did some local events that through those, I was invited to ride for a local shop team, and that opened my world, um, my eyes to the world of cycling, um, but I was 28, you know, or 29 at the time, and so um, it really kind of fell in my lap, and then from there, I got hooked and just kind of started to climb the ladder, and um, as it was kind of unfolded to me, I was just so curious and so excited about the whole prospect um, that I just like was very driven and never looked back. You must have been driven because I'm doing math in my head here. And I have to admit, I'm not all that great at math. But I mean, you're not 57. <laughs> so if you're no, if you're like kind of just getting into biking at 28, 29, and you had your first marathon national championship in 2014. That was eight years ago. I mean, you must yeah. have like exploded out of the start gate. Uh, <laughs> I was okay. <laughs> You're humble. I also, so the year I turned pro, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, and handling a bike was very natural for me. Yes. I've, learned tips and tricks and you know really how to ride but um I was a natural I think knowing how to ride my bike and also knowing how to push really hard you know some people don't have what it takes to bury themselves um and I have been able to do that <laughs> um and so I think when I was younger I did like I rode horses a lot and skied a lot 
And so, I mean, and, and, you know, rode our bikes for fun, but just through that athleticism of those things, just carry over a bit. And it did always, it always has felt natural to be able to ride a bike. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it came, I don't want to say it came easy cause I've worked really hard. Um, but yes, right. in some ways it has come easily. Then that's when I say like, I do think I've been blessed also, you know, it's a combination. Yeah. When you ran in Florida, first of all, I can't believe you went to Florida, like looking at pictures of you downhill skiing all winter. And seriously, you went to school in Florida? That's as far yeah. away from skiing as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> that was an editorial <laughs> comment by Dave, by the way. Um, did you compete? Do I? No. Um, this college that I went to is a very small um, Baptist college. And I think it was like the only college my mom felt comfortable with me going to. Wow. <laughs> um, just because I was really young and hadn't had a lot of life experience. Um, and I was fine with it. I was like, oh, I'll go to college in Pensacola with the white sand beaches. And um, un unbeknownst, you know, the depth of the rules at that school, which was fine. Like, I'm not really rebellious, so it was okay. <laughs> But, Very good. Very yeah. Good. So you didn't, you didn't come, you were not a competitive You runner. know, I, no, I played intramural uh, um, soccer and softball, but mm. I ran just for fitness. The college was all so small and didn't really have, you know, didn't excel in sports really either. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm blown away at uh, not just the late start. I, I, I would feel like, uh, downhill skiing and horseback riding would complement mountain biking very well. The action, the maneuvering, the feel, I guess, the feel. I can see the similarity there. And then the endurance from, um, well, gosh, soccer and running. Um, but, uh, I mean, you really got good really quick. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's not the typical story. No. Well, I think, I feel like I talked to uh, Chris Daggs, who is the director of the Lux development team. Okay. Mostly road. And uh, he said a lot of women come from different um, uh, disciplines, I guess. Uh, soccer, cross-country skiing, swimming, um, might get into triathlon, or they were runners and they you know, yes, needed to very rehab, common. So they found a bike. Yes. Yep. Very common. Yep. So, so I, I feel like that's, uh, that's common, but I don't feel like, like in the first two years of picking up a bike, they become national champion. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe three years. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, do you remember, uh, 2014, your first national championship? I do. Yeah. So that was the second year Marathon Nationals had been in Sun Valley. And I attended in 2013 as well. And my daughter Layla was born in March of that year um, of 2013. And I had just turned pro in 2012 and also was pregnant. And, um, and so we were in Sun Valley for marathon nationals. And I can't remember what time of year that was, 
but um, I was third. And that was cool. You know, Layla was just a little baby and um, went back to Sun Valley in 2014. And I was with um, Shelly Thomas, uh, kind of a mentor and good friend of mine from home here. And she was racing, I don't remember how old then, what age category, 60 or 50s probably. Um, and I was racing pro and we both won our categories. So it was really cool. And I think I went over that year, just her and I. So no family. Yeah, that's anything. awesome. That's incredible. But yeah, that was the beginning of a Do you still have that jersey? Streak. Maybe. I've given a few of them away. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not in a case somewhere hanging on a wall you know i bet i have it yeah i do have a i do have one in a case and i bet that one's it yeah well that would make sense you're, you're yeah. first. and you've uh, been marathon champ five times yes does one stand out over the others uh yeah actually 2019 stands out because I was sidelined from injury in 2018 and lost my title. I didn't compete. Um, I didn't actually race at all in 2018, really. Um, and I had a little bit of a tough return to racing in 2019, just getting back into it felt hard. And I won, I reclaimed my marathon title um, in May of 2019 and I had a good race and I, I knew that I had a good race. And so, yeah, it just felt like reaffirming and, um, yeah, I remember that one. And then I kept it. In, That's very cool. Where was that? Um, that was in Texas, Palo Duro Canyon. Yeah. And we didn't have marathon nationals in 2020. Well, we didn't have any racing in 2020. So I kept the Jersey for 2020. And then we went out to Maryland last fall and Alexis Scarda beat me in a duel fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> she did. So she has I have now. to go back to uh, she does have it now. And she, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, she looks good in it. She looks good. Yeah. In it. Oh, she does. Um, <laughs> she had to earn it, and that was great. I, I was... <laughs> you made her earn it? I did. I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. she had to come by, right? She, right. Uh, you weren't going to give that to her. No. Uh, did you give a thumbs up? Oh, yeah. I was happy for her. So I, I need to tell our listeners that we met at in Bentonville when uh, Courtney McFadden and I were covering the Holy Week of cyclocross, of U.S. cyclocross. Uh, we met in Bentonville. Uh, I'll never forget, Courtney and I were going to go for a ride, and she said, hey, do you mind if I, I call a couple friends? And I'm like, sure. Ends up being you and Alexis. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Great. That's great, great, great. Like some, some oh, 57-year-old uh, slow guy trying to hang with the freaking... Um, you were then reigning national champ. Alexis hadn't won that yet. It was after yeah, we met that, true. that uh, she took that jersey off your back. That's right. Um, <laughs> one thing I have to say, though, and I just was blown away by this, and I I didn't get the chance to tell you after the ride. I, I'm a good mountain biker. I'm not the world's fastest, but I've been riding for a thousand years, and 
I can handle a bike very, very well. And I'm nimble and I get around really well. And, you know, we took off down the trails and we were on some rocky, narrow, twisty trails. And I was hanging with you guys and I was super excited about that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm right on their wheels and, and doing great. And then we'd come to some little rocky section with curves and twists. And uh, you guys, just all three of you, just flowed over those difficult sections. And I would like bump up and get my tire around and, and you know, I'd get through it, but not as smoothly as you guys. And as soon as I get through it, I look and you guys are just gone. <laughs> and I was blown. That happened time and time again. And I was just amazed at the different level. And I'm not saying fitness. I mean, obviously, you, I'm, I'm old and I'm slow. But the finesse, the flow, the handling, the smoothness was just awe-inspiring, really. Aww, you know, I'll, so I'll ride my single track now and I, I will have you guys in, in mind and be like, okay, I've got to be smooth like smooth like Rose. Aww. So kudos to you. It was a real treat <laughs> to ride you. with uh, well, really I mean, all three of you. That, yep, was, for that sure. was a hard section of trail too. So yeah, it's... Yeah, it was a that, super that hard was, section of trail. That was tough. The ledges. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. And admittedly, there were some times when I was holding a camera so right. I was riding one-handed, right. but <laughs> yeah, that you need to give yourself there were more times credit. That camera, well, there were times that camera was in my back pocket, and I had both hands, and I was like fully focused on riding my bike, and you guys just <laughs> rode away from me. It was incredible. Aww. So, That's uh, kind. kudos. <laughs> uh, so there is, there definitely is a difference between an old fifty-seven-year-old dude. So I kind of want to talk about Leadville. My wife and I, I've done Leadville solo once, and my wife and I have done it on tandem four times. Wow. And uh, so, I mean, it's super fun. So we have this certain love for Leadville, and you're freaking Leadville champ. Like, that's a huge deal. That's a huge race. (laughs) Tell me about your (laughs) Leadville. Tell me about your day at Leadville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, in 2019, I went there having no idea what I was getting myself into. And I remember pre-riding. That's probably thinking, good. Oh, my word. Like, I am going to die out here. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Because um, the pre-rides were, you know, really, they were hard. And I thought, I gotta do this in one day. Yeah. I'm gonna die. <laughs> and um <laughs> and I had a great day, you know. I think that is the beauty sometimes in racing as opposed to training or pre-riding, is you know, there's just like this different aspect that comes over you when you're racing where you can accomplish things so outside yourself from when you're just training or riding with friends or whatever. Um, and I had a really good day and I primarily just, I have, I am able to pace pretty naturally, like, um, and was really on top of my feeling and I didn't really make any mistakes, um, had a smooth ride. And that year, um, I think I won by like 17 minutes. I didn't really have, I wasn't really racing anyone oh, neck wow. to neck. 
Um, and then 2020, of course, the race didn't happen. And so last year, going back, there was a deeper field um, in the women. And I knew I was going to have to earn it. And so I was going into it with a little, trying to be a little more, you know, like I knew what to expect. I wasn't a newbie anymore at the distance or the race. And so I just tried to replicate a lot of what I did in 2019. Um, and it ended up working out again for me. And even with the de more deep field, I was took the win again, but it was by just four minutes um, to Mariah Wilson, um, who, you know, just passed oh, wow. away, which is right. so unfortunate and sad to not have her with us. Um, gut, going into the season, gut wrenching. It is. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna miss her out there. We all are. But yeah, she was my deepest competition, and I, you know, I, I was, I knew she was gonna be battling at all of them, and I was just hoping I could keep up with her this year. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, what was your time one year to the next? I improved my time by 12 minutes. Oh wow. From 2019 to 2021. Um, I think it was 7.24 something. I can't remember the seconds, but seven hours, 24 minutes. And I will say um, the top three at least were all had faster times than my winning time in 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah. That's racing. It is racing. I love that. For context... I did it in the years of uh, Dave Weens, Lance Armstrong, Floyd Landis. And again, that was a long time ago, so my memory may be off, but I don't think their winning times were that much faster. I feel like one of the Armstrong years might have been the first year they broke seven hours. Could that be right? I.e., you're... That you're you're flying. I yeah. I think um, men have broken six. They have now, yes. But when I okay. was doing it, I think they. Okay. It was the first time they broke seven. Okay. So you yeah, were right up there. Yeah. When racing, did they? Is it a mass start still? Yes, it is. Like, are you My racing with favorite. everybody? Does it get? I hate mass starts. <laughs> Well, in that one where you're rolling downhill for three miles or whatever, it's kind of a crazy start. And then you funnel into the ride up to St. Kevin's and go past the Green Gate. Are you buried in traffic, like, as you begin that first climb? Uh, you know, I think it's just trying to place your wheel so that you're not blocked completely, but, um, or at least to... You know, if you are just, I think it's just key to be patient because um, you don't want to bury yourself there anyways. Um, you do And, not. you know, maybe that would be helpful in some ways. But I didn't, I haven't experienced problems. I think it starts to spread out so quickly on that first climb. Uh, there's so many different ability levels all funneling in together and it, it shows pretty quick. Um so there's some people that go way too hard that early in the race. And, you know, so there's just so many different paces that I haven't had 
problems, but if you did get stuck behind some one for a short bit, it's also best just to be patient and give yourself a breather until you can get around. Yeah, for sure. One of the things, the reason I ask is the pre-rides, the days before, it's just your eyes are cross-eyed and your ears are bleeding mm-hmm. your tongue is, you know, 12 feet back laying on the ground. And uh, you're like, I don't have any idea how I'm going to be able to race this and then go another 80 miles exactly. on top of this with four more climbs after this. That's how I felt. <laughs> but when we go up St. Kevin's, during the race, we're so stuck in traffic that it's a thousand times slower and a thousand times easier. And you get over St. Kevin's and head down to um, uh, head back up to Hagerman Pass and over the power line. And I found myself so fresh every, every time out of the five I've done it, um, you know, heading up those first two climbs just because you're stuck in traffic. And, and I didn't know if the same was true up front. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't remember it dictating my pace necessarily. Um, you know, it's just like a fine line of like, who do you go with basically? Um, cause you don't want to bury yourself, but also, you know, you don't want to be going unnecessarily easy either. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fine line and a balancing act all day long. Totally. (laughs) Even that boulevard. Yeah. So I think that race is mainly, and I kind of think this about going into unbound, which I'm headed into soon. Um, it's about minimizing or, you know, minimizing mistakes or eliminating mistakes, I think is what, almost gives you a greater chance at doing well. It's like, just don't mess up. You know, one of the key elements of, you know, hopefully no mechanicals, but then also body mechanics, like fueling and pacing. (laughs) So being smart about those things and um, respecting the altitude too, um, which you have at Leadville, not so much at Unbound. (laughs) Well, you have segued well into uh, the Lifetime Grand Prix, which I really want to talk about. I'm super curious about, I'm just very excited to watch the season because of the races are so diverse. You've had one out at uh, Sea Otter, the uh, first uh, mountain bike race. Was that 50 miler? It was, yeah, in 80K. Mm-hmm. And everything from 50 miler, well, Schwamigan is 40 miles all the way up to the 200 mile unbound. Mm-hmm. When you, what were your thoughts when you first heard about this? It suits me perfect. It's my preferred disciplines of racing where my body performs the best. I mean, I've never done anything over 120 miles. <laughs> so there's a bit of an unknown I was gonna for say, the I, 200 miler. I didn't miler. think you had done unbound yet, but um, it's a long ways. But- Distance tends to be in my favor um, as opposed to XEO racing. So, Mm. you know, I think, so I'm excited about it in that regard. I had not my, the result I was hoping for at Sea Otter, but also it's early season. So I knew I wasn't quite on my A game. So um, yeah. And so this, training I enjoy it a lot too actually the training for it because um 
the longer, like more, I get to do more adventure riding, um, longer rides, which so far this spring, honestly, hasn't been, the weather hasn't been super nice and there's still a lot of snow. (laughs) So it's been a little limited, but the riding that I've been able to do, um, I just get to cover a lot of country and um, it's not always so focused on intense intervals. Um, it's more, mm-hmm. you know, we're focusing on fueling, we're focusing on pacing, um, lots of tempo and sub threshold. Um, and of course a little bit of high intensity, but you know, not it's that I did I do enjoy the training more than I do for cross country Olympic racing. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, when this, uh, series was announced, um, I mean, it was a no brainer. I was like, Oh, I'm definitely going to apply for that. It sounds like it's right up my alley. And of course, Leadville was included. Um, and unbound, I was like, I've got to do unbound at least once in my career. So <laughs> now I feel like, well, I don't really have a choice. I have to do it. <laughs> yep. Well, you um, get to throw one race out. Yes, I know. Well, I'm hoping that's sea otter, but we'll see. <laughs> right. Um, right. and then you know, I've never done Schwamm again before, so that'll be a new event. Um, yeah, so that'll, yeah, I, I think it brings some diversity and some motivate, some new motivation to the season also, which is fun and exciting for us as athletes. How does it fit in with what you typically do in the course of a year, especially with your uh, marathon national championship? Well, pretty well. I think it, I think... I'm focusing a little more on the specific lifetime events, not doing very many other events outside of that. Um, just in putting less is more, I think is kind of a motto that I have embraced knowing like I enjoy being home um, too and spending time with my family and not being on the road all the time. Um, and I, I witnessed that it does benefit me also to be at home between races and training between races. Um, just because I think it keeps me grounded and happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it does fit in pretty well. I'm actually not racing XEO at all this year. So that's a little bit different from the past. Um, I've always raced at least some cross country races. So, but now it's all, you know, longer, um, longer endurance mountain mm-hmm. bike and gravel. So, yeah, it, um, it, it, some similar similarities. I think I've just dabbled, you know, in gravel in the past and kind of in, enjoyed the epic rides, which are around that 40 or 50 mile distance um, mm-hmm. and Leadville, you know. So, but yeah, just kind of transitioning and focusing. That is not a 40 or 50 miler. Focusing on the longer ones. Make, trying to finesse my, you know, six hour race as opposed to right. three or an hour, hour and, and a half. half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you know, cause those races are so much longer too. I think doing fewer is going to be better for me. Yeah. Yep. What kind of uh, mileage, what kind of hours are you putting in to get ready for unbound? Nothing super crazy. Um, you know, I'm not really doing training rides over six hours. Um, right now I have done a few and I have a long, I have a big weekend this weekend. I'm going to do a local gravel race 
and then do a long training ride the day after. Um, but I would say most of my weeks are like 20 or, you know, 17 to 20. Wow. Um, so not crazy, you know, and I, again, I'm just, mm-hmm. I've witnessed that in the past and I've been asked in the past in like regards specifically to Leadville and Breck cause I did Breck Epic following Leadville last year, mm-hmm. which is starts like the day after. Um, right. You know, what kind of like, what, what, how much training do you have to do to be ready for that? And I'm like, you know, I didn't do anything crazy. I think less is more for me, you know, staying, um, not being overtrained for one and just allowing all the riding that I've done in the last decade, you know, to give mm-hmm. credit for that. Um, you know, and I, I have a lot of other things that I'm juggling in addition to training at home um, with Layla and her activities and family time. And, um, and so I can't be like fully committed, you know, to huge training hours. Um, It's just not within my life. I can't, I just can't do that. Um, And it's worked out where it's like, I don't actually have to, to do well. And so that's been cool to witness also, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so. It sounds actually perfect. Yeah. Less is more and that seems to be working. Yeah. (laughs) I, I mean, I, it's like trust the process, right? Like I think we're going into a big unknown, but um, my coach, you know, Jason, I work with Jason Tullis and he knows what he's doing and, um, you know, it's like, I do, I do question a little bit specifically for unbound the rest I don't I'm not really that worried about but you know it's like gosh am I doing enough like I start I do kind of start questioning if I'm doing enough um yeah but you know it's like I um, I know I'm under good care I you know I'm just trying to stay keep my body healthy um you know just the body maintenance that goes along with the volume and the training is you know and I <laughs> you you made reference but like I'm 39, you know, which, you know, I've got years left, but I didn't ask. Um, I'm not 20. So, um, you know, yeah. like the yep. stretching and the, you know, all that body maintenance just becomes more, um, not even important. It's like non-negotiable. It's, <laughs> it's a part of it. So mandatory. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, good to know. And good advice for others who are right yeah who could enter a master's race mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so just note that I did not ask your age or no. say it so no that's fine I don't <laughs> care <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we're not triathletes with the number written on the back of our leg which is good but uh, oh true you know, if somebody <laughs> wants to look at results our ages are usually in the results so they are can't hide yeah. too much from that totally uh, is there a race you are looking forward to more than the others? Um, well, I think Leadville kind of has a special place in my heart. And I think just cause I am going back defending two time Leadville champion. Um, you know, I feel like I kind of own that race. So I want to go there just, um, prepared, like that'll be an A race for me. Like I just want to go there prepared to do my yeah. very best and try to defend that 
to the best of my ability. Um, you know, we've got some great contenders. Uh, yep. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it'll be exciting irregardless, you know. Uh, but so, yeah, Leadville, I think, out of the Lifetime Series will be kind of my A race pick. I feel like there are some people who excel on gravel and others who are maybe better at a mountain bike. How do you feel like the gravel folks will do at something like Leadville? Oh, I think they'll do fine. I have noticed, I mean, it, I think it depends on what their background was prior to gravel. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, is it mountain bike or is it road? And I think most of the gravel athletes fit into one of those categories. There may be some that don't, but if you're from ma- mountain bike, you tend to be able to, you know, handle things better on a gravel bike. Um, right. The right. road, the road could still be really different. I'd say the only mm-hmm. thing with the road that is a benefit is just, you know, I think my, so my, my weakness is like those mass starts and riding so closely to so many people so fast and like kind of terrifies me it's like this is why i'm a mountain biker this part this aspect of gravel racing is <laughs> like statement. terrifying <laughs> yeah. um where's the hey, road there's only three thousand at unbound yeah i know just only so the road athletes only. may feel more comfortable there but um yeah mm-hmm. you know so i think yeah we'll have different different strengths and weaknesses Yep. Uh, and you say you have not been to Schwamigan? No. I hear I, it's fun. You've been to, um, it is super fun. You've been, you went to Iceman, right? Yes. I won Iceman. You did. Well, Iceman's always been really fun and I've only ever gotten to do it one other year just because scheduling and um, injury or COVID or for one reason or another or getting sick at the end of the season. It's like, I just try to stay healthy long enough to do Iceman, but I feel like sooner or later, mm-hmm. you know, it's just been a long season. And, um, so I did it in 2017, had super fun time was second and then was able to go last year and I won. So it was, yeah, it's a good race. It's super fun. You won in an exciting sprint. Yeah, it was a pretty big group of us coming into that final. Who was that? Was that Katarina? Yeah, Sophia and yeah. and Katarina. Yeah, there was a pretty big group. You know, Sevilla, Blunk, and um, Alexis. Yeah, there was a handful of riders. There was probably 10 riders, like, in the last, you know, 3K or something. So it got dicey, spicy and dicey. Wow. But it was, it was good. It was fun. worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations on that as well. How about your bikes? You're uh, supported by Juliana, SRAM, Maxxis, uh, Reserve Wheels. I'd love to talk about your wheels. Um, Tell me about your bikes. What are you riding and um, how do you you come up with the steed of the day on your given day on race day? Yeah, my race bikes entail – so I have like – Six bikes, way too many bikes. But my race bikes entail my my hardtail mountain bike, which Juliana doesn't technically make a hardtail. Um, it's the high balls, the Santa Cruz high ball. But we did get custom paint jobs this year that say Juliana on them. 
Um, nice. And then the Wilder is my cross country uh, full suspension, um, 100 mil front and rear shot suspension. And then I have my Ooh. Quincy gravel bike. Um, and that's, yeah. So, yep. They, I have my wheels on my Quincy are now 25, which is the width. So pretty wide rims, um, which will add more oh, volume nice. wow. to, you know, my tires. Yep. Um, and then I'll run the Ramblers primarily for Maxis Ramblers, primarily for the gravel races um, with Silk Shield. Probably I usually ride the 40C for most I think, you know, this is all kind of new to me, so um, we'll see. But um, probably the 40C, and I will use the Silk Shield just because it has a little thicker sidewalls. And the last thing I need or want is a flat. Um, but I'm also working with Orange Seal, and so, you know, having tubeless. I'm also going to be um, toying a little bit with some inserts, so... We'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's a new thing for me also. Um, and then, yeah, what else about the the bikes? Mountain bike, how do you decide whether to go full suspension oh, or hardtail? Oh, yeah. Hard well, um, I feel like Leadville is definitely hardtail because I think that race is one on the climbs mm. primarily. So I just set that set up mm -hmm. my setup for like what's going to be the fastest climbing um yeah because there's always like full suspension or hardtail and you know what width tires am i going right. to use um because what you train on can feel so nice and i want to ride it in the race but then it actually is not the fastest so whether it's two four aspen maxis aspens or the two two five maxis aspens and you know what sidewall are you gonna run and so like i've never been super techie about all that weight stuff i've just really liked whatever's durable and what i feel comfortable on and i still tend to to choose my setup based on that but have also started to pay more attention to weight and you know rolling resistance and um and some of those other things too because i do think they they they're worth considering at least um so yeah i think you just have to decide what bike is best for the course based on how rough it is how much climbing there is what the terrain is like i actually raced a full suspension at sea otter i think i was one of the only ones and it, it wasn't necessarily by choice it would have been probably best on my hardtail but i didn't have it set up yet um <clears throat> but you know i don't also don't think uh, alexis was on her dually also you know and she had a great race so you know i i think a lot of times it kind of comes out in the wash like good equipment's good equipment um and then this year at whisk the whiskey off-road most of us were on our duallys, and I've always raced that on a hardtail before. Um, but it was, you know, a little chunkier than normal and a little looser than normal, and the Julie was the way to go. So, yeah, I don't know. Huh. But I would say, you know, comfort is important. And so if you're going to be able to ride a 2-4 
tire faster because you're more comfortable, um, you know, than a, a two two five, then that's probably what you should do. So, yeah, and time on the bike matters as well. If you're going to be on the bike for seven and a half hours versus two and a half yeah. hours, you can get away with a little less comfort for two and a half hours than when you're going to be grinding yeah. it out. Yeah. And that's, you know, with Unbound, it's like, yeah, I just want to choose a setup that I'm going to be happy on for 12 hours, <laughs> you know, just to, again, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yep. Eliminate mistakes, you know, and not jeopardize time for, I don't know, choosing a tire that's, you know, too low profile or. Yeah, there are some rocky um, sections out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or your body just pays for it. So yeah, I'm, I'm so curious. I'm so curious right. yep. <laughs> to check out Unbound. See, I'm going to feel the same way I did when I, yeah, when I checked out Leadville the first time, I'm going to probably realize how over my head I am. <laughs> I'll be anxious to hear how it goes. Based on your history, I'm, I'm going to predict that you'll find I it okay. So. That's what I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm like, oh, I hope it goes by fast and yeah. Um, I survive it all right. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Unbound. What's in between Unbound? What's come, What's after Unbound? Crusher and the Tusher. It's that gravel race in oh. Utah, the 10th. That'll be fun. Warm. It probably will be warm. It's also yeah. higher. I think there are sections that are high, elevation-wise. Mm -hmm. Yep. So going into that one and... Uh, what then, Leadville? What elevation do you? This is I'm ending my sentence in a proposition. At what elevation do you live? Only about 3,500 feet, so pretty low. So you're not really getting elevation training up there. No. Yeah. Can you get into the high mountains pretty easily? Um, not really around here. Six to seven is kind of the top. Um, but you know, you ride up there for an hour or so. So it's just, I don't think it does a whole lot of good, mm -hmm. but, um, I do, I do have an altitude tent that I have started. I got it last year. Oh. So, um, and I do think it made a significant difference going to winter park for cross country nationals. Um, and I still arrived in Leadville early, but I didn't notice you know, like that kind of painful transition to acclimating that I had in the past. Um, mm -hmm. But I, you know, it's it's not comfortable to sleep in. It's loud. So, um, but, and I do remember going through that kind of excruciating acclimation process, like sleeping, but then at least you're back training at low elevation. So yeah. um, it's a good tool. I think it works. I think it works really well. Um, so you just have to be willing yeah. to like not sleep with your spouse probably for a while and <laughs> um, put up with, you know, the discomfort of it. Unless you both want to suffer in there. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. You don't want any sleep at all. No, uh -uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited to watch this Leadville uh, Lifetime series. Can't wait to see how Unbound goes. Thank you. Uh, I'm curious to see. Watch you. I'm excited to watch you defend your title at Leadville. Love Leadville. And then see you at Schwamigan.
Awesome. I'm excited to see you there. Uh, in the meantime, best of luck. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. It was fun to chat. Thanks for tuning in to Bike Talk with Dave. I can't leave today's show without addressing the recent tragic death of Mo Wilson. Just a few days before my conversation with Rose, Mo was found dead of gunshot wounds at her host home in Austin, Texas, where she was preparing for the Gravel Loco race. Mo was the winner of the Sea Otter Classic in April and was leading the Lifetime Grand Prix at the time of her death. It was a tragic and senseless death, and I send my sincere condolences to her friends, family, and the entire cycling community. I have met Mo at some cyclocross races, but I didn't really know her. I know she was loved by so many, including Rose, as you heard a bit during our conversation. I'm sure Mo will live on in all of our collective memories. Her family has started a GoFundMe page to raise money to help fund community organizations that help youth find self-confidence and joy through biking, skiing, and other activities that Mo is passionate about. If you'd like to give and help keep Mo's loving spirit alive, just look for the Mariah Mo Wilson page at GoFundMe.com. Well, thanks again for listening. I'd love it if you'd support and give this show a review and even rate it on your favorite platform. If you'd like to support the show, look for Bike Talk with Dave at buymeacoffee.com. I really appreciate your support. I'll put a link in the notes. Bike Talk with Dave is a production of Summit Media. Give us a follow on Instagram at Summit Media Films or myself at dmabel122. Thanks tons for listening. I hope you have a great week.